Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here with you. A little bit of a shorter episode of the podcast, but uh, hey, we got that uh, business of sports segment in a separate uh, podcast form. Still on the Man Cave Podcast, just its own segment over there. So if you want to uh, tune into that, we talk a little bit about Super Bowl commercials and this new sports streaming package, which a bunch of uh, uh, networks are apparently combining for so you can check that out but on this uh, episode of the podcast we're going to talk to Packers it looks like the Packers uh, have got their main position coaches hired on the defensive side and maybe switching up to to the 4-3 who are some of the players that may benefit the most from that I got my thoughts on that but we lead off talking some Bucks hoops Bucks falling again they're one and four on that West Coast trip uh, Chris Middleton now hurt Trade deadline's coming up tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. So we've been hearing rumors about the Bucks potentially making some moves with Chris Middleton injury. Does that make it a little bit more important for the Bucks to make a move? Again, we don't know how long he's going to be out. We, we, we don't know that yet. But let's assume it's going to be for a little bit. And with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, I mean, it's due tomorrow. Do you feel like the Bucs, is it a little bit more important for, for the Bucks to make a trade? Maybe a little bit of a bigger trade now at this point. Maybe a guy like Murray from, from Atlanta. Yay or nay? You think it's a little bit more important? Uh, the other part here, which we'll get up, uh, we'll talk a little bit about this coming up here in just a little bit. But uh, Packers seem like they've got their main position coaches all filled out on the defensive side. They're transitioning to a base 4-3. Again, we're just, you know, for, for argument's sake, I know it's it's a lot of it is nickel and, and maybe even a little 4-2-5. But for argument's sake, let's just, you know, call it what it is, base 4-3. Who do you think, player-wise, will benefit the most from the Packers transitioning, switching it up to to this style of defense. And do you like that the Packers are going to this style? To a little 4-3, moving away maybe from a traditional 3-4. All right? Hit me up with uh, with some text. I may turn one of those into a poll question, but I'll keep you posted on there. But I'm curious to get your thoughts, all right? So hit me up with that text, tweet, Facebook message, whatever the case may be. So we've got the NBA trade deadline tomorrow. Bucks one and four on their road trip, which which also is one and four during the Doc Rivers era. And some, I mean, you know, I've been trying to find some rumors and and rumblings out there, you know. We've we've highlighted different names with the Bucks. One now that that's kind of popped up, and we mentioned him kind of quickly yesterday. But now Andrew Wiggins is a name being attached to to the Milwaukee Bucks, according to Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports. And I was reading a little bit from this. It says here, here's a little bit. Uh, the Warriors and head coach Steve Kerr in particular are fond of Portis because of his toughness 
and shooting ability. Those same traits, though, and their lack of front court depth are why the Bucks are reluctant to deal Portis. It seems that other deals may be easier for the Bucks to pull off at this point, but their pursuit of Wiggins indicates that they're looking at any and every option to improve their perimeter defense. While new head coach Doc Rivers should help improve their play on that side of the ball, he can only do so much with their current roster. And as we mentioned, this was a shout-out from Justin Garcia, who uh, Bucks radio analyst. If you look at the last eight games, small sample size, but you look at the last uh, the last eight games, last few games, they are defensively have been the eighth best defense, and yeah, it was eight games, and five of those eight games going up against some of the better offensive teams in the league. The downside of all that is like, well, how come they're not winning more games? Their offense has kind of taken a little bit of a hit here too. Complimentary play, right? How many times have we talked about complimentary play with some of our favorite teams this year? Packers, complimentary offense, complimentary defense. Brewers, seems like that's been a thing for the last couple of years. One year it's really good pitching, not good offense. Another one is, you know, then it flip-flops, really good offense, not good pitching. So, I, again, without knowing the full details of Chris Middleton's injury, I feel like the Bucks may see this as like, okay, now we for sure have to make a move that we need a little bit more help here. Maybe they're looking at a guy now that, you know, for for maybe what, you know, last week you're looking at guys that, okay, we don't necessarily need a ton of scoring from this option. We're just going to bring him in for their defensive play. You know, like a Grant Williams or or so or a Wright from from the Wizards. You know, you're not really relying on them to be offensive players. You're bringing them in mostly to to be defensive players. But I do wonder, depending on the news that they get from from Middleton's injury, does that process change? Does that thought process change a little bit to where it's like, okay, he's going to be out here for a little bit. Looking at how our offense has been, maybe we do need a little bit more offense along with some good, with an improvement in defense. So, yeah, we may have to up the ante. We may have to up the packages that we're offering here. And go after a guy like Murray. Go after a guy like like Wiggins, potentially. I feel like the Bucks now, you know, I was kind of on the fence. Like, I felt like they were going to make a move. But maybe a small move. I feel like now that pressure's kind of on. And I think they may make a couple moves. Or one, like, kind of like, oh, okay move. They might have to give up Bobby Porter, though. They they might have to give up Bobby Porter and 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 that I know he's a fan favorite and I know the Bucks love him too front court depth you you're kind of looking at that but you got to make a tough decision here and the thing you know it's just one game but like last night too where we the Bucks really needed Bobby Porter to kind of step it up and 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 fill a big time offensive need five points thirty one minutes no Middleton no Damian Lillard got to get better offensive production than that. So, you might have to see Pat Connington go, Bobby Portis go, 
Cameron Payne go. Portland's second round pick. So I do feel like the Bucks are going to make a move by by tomorrow. A couple moves, either one pretty pretty big move. And when I say big move, I'm kind of talking about like the Murrays and the Wiggins and such. It's either going to be one of those or maybe a couple of smaller ones, like maybe they bring in DeLon Wright or Grant Williams. Those guys in, too. We'll see. But I think, yeah, the the whole Middleton thing now kind of throws a, a wrench into this. They, they need a little bit more help. And considering how well the Cavs have been playing, uh, the Knicks have been playing, we know the Celtics are probably the cream of the crop up there. But the way that those other two teams are playing, Philadelphia's, you know, without Joel Embiid, they're probably going to fall down a little bit. But Cleveland and the Knicks, man, they're looking good right now. They're looking really good. They're playing some really good basketball. Cleveland's 9-1 and one in their last 10. So are the Knicks. Cleveland's on a six-game winning streak. Those two teams, you know, Knicks made a move a little bit earlier this season. R.J. Barrett getting traded to, to the Raptors. They're going to be pesky teams. They're going to be really good teams too. And when you look at the Knicks and, and Cleveland, they play a solid defense too. In fact, when you look at it from uh, from the Eastern Conference side of things, Knicks and Cavs are the top two in terms of defensive points allowed. They're second and third overall in the entire league. The only team better than them is, just across the border, the Minnesota Timberwolves, giving up 107.1 points per game. Yeah, I think the Bucks are going to make some moves. It's going to be hard, and they're going to have to make some tough decisions, but they're going to make some moves, no doubt about it. All right, let's take a quick break here, and I want to talk a little Packers. We've got, uh, sounds like, it looks like, Packers, for the most part, have all their main position coaches hired on the defense, and it looks like a little bit of a change to to the 4-3 base style defense. Let's talk about that coming up after these quick words. We are always looking to save a little money in our pockets, but we still need our essentials like our grocery items. So how do you save money while also getting what you need for your family? Hy-Vee Perks. If you shop at Hy-Vee, you're already getting a great deal on quality items throughout the store. But now you can save more money with Hy-Vee Perks on different items each week. Saving some money is easy if you shop at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. So take advantage of these awesome deals and sales and stop on over at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. Are you thinking of taking a spring break trip this year? Or maybe you're already eyeing up that summer vacation, but you're not quite sure if you have the proper transportation for those road trips. Hey, that's where Toys and Ford can help you. Toys and Ford has a wide selection of new and used vehicles for you to check out. And at Toys and Ford, they treat you like an honored guest. They will work with you on financing no matter what your budget may be. So if you're looking for that new vehicle this year, head to Toys and Ford, located at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa Falls. So Packers making some changes to some defensive coaches. We know that they got a new defensive coordinator uh, in town, Jeff Hayfley, coming over. And Packers also making a couple changes to some position coaches. So we mentioned Vince Ogobase yesterday. He is uh, he's a defensive line coach. He's going to actually be the assistant defensive line coach. For the for the Packers because their pass rush specialist coach Jason 
Uh, Rebovich is actually going to transition to the defensive line, uh, be the main defensive line coach there. Packers bringing in a new linebackers coach slash run game coordinator, Anthony Campanelli, from the Dolphins. Again, if you are a hard knocks observer, you probably recognize the name because he. I can't play the clip. I'd love to because you, you might want to run through a wall after listening to it, but uh, you'd have to bleep out every other word and it wouldn't just make any sense if you kind of get what I'm getting at. So, But he brings in a fiery personality. He is well thought of across the league. Giants interviewed him uh, for their defensive coordinator spot. The Philadelphia Eagles were apparently trying to bring him over to be their linebackers coach. He is coming over to Green Bay. And then uh, it was announced or reported last night by Rob Domofsky that uh, the Packers are bringing in former Chargers defensive coordinator Derek Ansley to be their new pass game coordinator. Also, probably going to work with the corners. That's where his background is, working with defensive backs and such. So it seems like the Packers got their main position coaches in place on the defensive side. Probably still going to hire some assistants and maybe some quality control ones over there too. But for the most part, they've got their main ones. They're they're keeping Ryan Downard uh, as as defensive backs coach as as well. So they've got uh, their main defensive coach there, which means they're also, for argument's sake, we know, a lot of it, majority, is played in nickel. But for argument's sake, playing in a 4-3 base defense now. Who do you think, player-wise, will benefit the most from the pack moving to a 4-3? I've got a couple names. i got a couple names here. One, I think Quay Walker is going to be a guy that could benefit from this. Strong side, weak side. My guess, and I could be completely wrong, my guess would be weak side, gets to roam around a little bit more, doesn't have to worry about the tight end, even though you know he is a bigger linebacker, so maybe they want, uh, you know, when I say bigger, taller linebacker, so maybe they'd actually want him over there with the uh, with, with the tight ends. But with his skill set, you maybe want him to, to roam the field a little bit more, helping out uh, in, in the run game. My gut tells me he'll be a weak side linebacker. But I think that's a guy that could benefit from transitioning to this style of defense. You're allowing him to use his skill set to be all over the field, a little bit more across the field here. But I also think, too, when you transition to this linebacker position, kind of moves up in, in terms of importance. Now, do you bring back Devondre Campbell, a guy that maybe we thought Packers would move on to create some cap space this offseason? Now do you think about keeping him to be a part of this defense, you got Isaiah McDuffie, who's also entering his last year. Or does Green Bay say, we're still going to move on from Campbell, maybe bring in a younger replacement for him? But I think now, you, with this style of defense, you got to look at that linebacker position. And and is he a guy, and, you know, if, if Quay moves to like weak side, is Isaiah going to be the middle linebacker with the green dot? Is that going to be a rookie? I, I, I mean, I would think it's probably going to be maybe McDuffie, but I could again, I could be completely wrong there. Or maybe that's why they want to keep Campbell, to have that green dot there. Guy that calls the plays. But now I think that linebacker position kind of moves up on the list, right You know, right behind safety as in, in terms of like they got to address that, maybe get more depth there, maybe get a replacement for, for Devondre Campbell. 
But I do think Quay Walker is a guy that could benefit from this style. You know, when I think of you know four three defenses and some linebackers, Greenlaw from from the Forty ers You want to go a little old school, maybe like a Lance Briggs, who was a weak side linebacker with with the Bears. We know how good he was in that role, right? Go a little bit further to a Derek Brooks type of linebacker for on that weak side. That would be amazing if Quay Walker could transition into into that type of role. I think another player that could benefit from this is Kenny Clark. You're going to have Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness on the ends, hand in the dirt sort of thing. Now you're going to have Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks, Slayton, whoever. But you're, I think Kenny Clark's going to be a guy now that's going to benefit from having you know either Rashawn or one of those ends with their hand in the dirt next to him. Not necessarily going to have to be like one of the two down linemen there where the offensive line can really focus. And Kenny Clark's coming off of one of his best statistical seasons of his career. But I think he is a guy that can benefit from this style of defense. I think that's a guy that is, that is going to maybe potentially wreak some havoc on that defensive line. I'm excited to see Kenny Clark in this style of defense. I think maybe we could see that game, his game, go up a notch. Putting him in position to affect games, as we like to say, right? So I think Kenny Clark's a guy that is going to benefit from from this style of defense too. And I think with this style of defense, you're going to see a lot more guys closer to the line of scrimmage. We already know they want to play a little bit more aggressive in the uh, on the corners. Press man, right? I mean, how many times have we gone through the quotes from from uh, Jeff Hafley about got to play press man, the ability to play press man. He loves to play press man. Expect that. Talked about single high safeties with uh, with another safety maybe playing a little bit more in the box closer to the line of scrimmage. You're going to see a different defense this year. You're going to see a defense with a lot more players towards that line of scrimmage, quote-unquote maybe that's what we call aggressive, which I think a lot of Packers fans are going to be excited about. It's going to be different. It's not going to be a style of defense. Right now, at least from all indications, it's not going to be that style of defense that we've seen the last few years where it was, we're going to force offenses to drive the length of the field, force them to try to be perfect. It's not going to be that way. At least that's what it looks like right now, which I think a lot of Packers fans got to be happy about, intrigued about, excited about. Does it open it up for maybe some potential big plays? Eh, Possibly in the back end. But I'm excited to see this. You know, the wave of 3-4. 3-4 was, you know, I remember there was a, I watched a Vince Lombardi documentary, a football life in Vince Lombardi, and, was it uh, uh, Sonny Jurgensen? His Washington quarterback came to the hospital and visited him, and and uh, he said Vince wanted to talk about the new three four defense that was making the waves in the AFC. And I remember when Green Bay transitioned to a three four defense when Dom Capers came in, when Mike McCarthy hired Dom Capers, it was a big deal three four defense. What they do? They drafted Clay Matthews and B.J. Raji in that draft. 3-4 was kind of the style. Again, like, okay, we're going to go to this. 
feels like now it's like, meh. And I think a lot of it has to do with the importance of the nickel corner. It's like, okay, we got to have three corners on the field. Base defense is kind of a thing of the past. More nickel. So you adjust that. But you're seeing some of those really good 49ers are 4-3. You know, Jets 4-3. Seeing some teams kind of go back to that base 4-3 a little bit more. And I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm intrigued to see this. You know, I'm looking at a guy like a Rashawn Gary. Could he benefit a little bit more from this too? Hey, we're probably not going to see Preston Smith lining up in the slot if he's got his hand in the dirt. Probably not going to have to line up uh, across the slot receiver or anything like that. Got to be happy about that. So, But I really hope Rashawn Gary, I, I think he's going to transition well. I think this benefits a guy like Lucas Van Ness a little bit too. And hopefully they can have like a Aiden Hutchinson, Bosa type of feel with this 4-3 and just get after the quarterback. Old school defensive ends and defensive linemen up there. Come on, baby. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see this go, uh, I'm, how it all works out. But I do think, you know, we know safety is a big position of need for for the pack. That linebacker position is something that they're going to have to take a look at too. Whether it's free agency bringing in a veteran, maybe in the draft, you know, they do they bring back Devondre Campbell? Got a big cap hit. Also a fairly sizable dead cap hit, but you do save a few million dollars if you move on from him. But I think that's now a question, one of the bigger questions they have to answer for themselves this offseason is not only safety, but that, that linebacker role. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see this group. It's going to be fun. All right, hey, that's going to do it for us on this uh, kind of a quick episode of the Man Cave podcast. Brought to you by our good friends again from Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. Hey, big thanks, though. Been seeing an increase in listens. Even uh, some subscribers, follows, some reviews. Keep that up. If you if you got a few seconds, if you don't mind, give us a five-star rating on like Apple and Spotify. Positive review on Apple so others can find the podcast. And keep those listens coming, all right? I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tip of the cap to you all for that. Uh, you have no idea how much that means. So be a friend, tell a friend, uh, forward the, the Man Cave podcast on to, to all your friends and family out there. But until next time, I'm Dan Casper. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.